lunch at Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, where we look at the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of seasons 1 to 12. And I know what you're thinking, this is odd, they're uh, starting from season 2 straight away, shouldn't they be starting from season 1, episode 1, like every other podcast? Well no, we're going to do things a little bit differently here, um, think of it as a random episode generator, or a big roulette wheel, that big wheel of Wheel of Fortune. Every week we'll uh, randomly select an episode through a lovely little uh, generator that I've found online. And we'll critique every episode that comes our way. And I'm joined by Cal Reader, a good friend of mine. Cal, how are we doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm very good. I guess um, I guess we'll start off this little pilot by uh, saying, how did we get into possibly one of the best um, well, animated sitcoms, let alone sitcoms of uh, this generation? I mean, for myself, I was, um, I don't know about yourself, but I was very much into, uh, I think it was Night 9, 2000, when they started showing it on BBC Two, yeah. and it would be, oh, what would be first? Simpsons, then Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, then Robot Wars, every Friday. See, I remember it being Weakest Link. Oh, yeah, I forgot um, about that. So you used to go Weakest Link, I think Fresh, I can't remember where Fresh Prince was. In the lining, but I remember it being there, and then Mark in the middle after Fresh Prince because that show is fucking awesome. Oh God, yeah, they, I forgot. Um, BBC had yeah. Mark in the middle before Sky did. It did. Yeah. Well, possibly. I don't see. I don't know if it did have it or just, or if it was just because we didn't have Sky. But I remember watching Simpsons uh, after like, having tea and stuff like that, going coming back from school. And it, just, it was more of an event. It was a lot less um, synthesized as it is today, where it's on literally five, six times a day. Oh, yeah. More of a family treat kind of thing. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, that was the highlight of my Friday night. I was living up when I was eight. That was it. That was my night sorted. It, you know, it's a, very, it's a very big show. and There is events where I remember, like, I do remember, even though... Uh, I was born in 95 and like for example who shot Miss, uh, Mr. Burns I remember the events of that watching that and it was the first re-showing since probably it first got aired I remember talking to my uncle about it and he was saying about the whole um, mythos behind it and you could, could you work it out who it actually were and, and all that stuff but I just, I just I don't, you know growing up a lot of my fondest memories is watching Simpsons like there's a Treehouse of Horror episode where the one with the dolphins. I think I told you about this the other day in the pub. Yeah, this um, that was a what year was that? That was two thousand two thousand one, I think, when that was originally yeah. aired. Yeah, it was quite. It was a later one from the original series, but um, the bit at the end where they're all charging towards each other, and I, hundred percent swear on this, and like my life and everything I hold dear, what remaining hair I have, um, as uh, the final scene, one of the final scenes, when both the dolphins and the humans decide to charge each other and start a war, as they're literally about to touch, we had a power cut. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> and when and we didn't like at the time, we were just like, oh okay, this is just part of the show. It's fine. This is doing a joke. And then about five ten minutes passed, and we we're like, no, oh, 
Yeah, no, just wasn't stressed out. Oh, no way. <laughs> so you missed the cut to just them um, defeated floating in the water. And that's it. And oh it took us years before we actually found out what actually happened. <laughs> wow. Because like, it, it was before the fact that broadband and like dialogue was still a thing, so we didn't have as shitty internet as we do today. All right, well, we're going to kick off with. Um, I don't know, for me, it's. A little hidden gem is a baseball-themed episode. It's uh, season two. Hang on, let me get my notes up here. Season two, episode five, Dancing Homer, directed by Mark Kirkland, written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs. The original air date being November 8th, 1990. The chalkboard gag is, I will not trade pants with others. The couch gag being, the family sits on the couch and Maggie peeks out of Marge's hair. Very cute. Um, Let's think. Um... Yeah, it's... Well, I say it's an odd start. It's not a conventional start because they frame it around... Um, well, you know what's already happened. Homer is some sort of a failure. He's failed again. And he's... Um, mm-hmm. The barflies are taking interest in his story. What did you think about this little device here? Um, I think it's interesting because... I don't know if it's just more how the show developed and become a lot more... Um, Less serious, a bit more piss taking, and a bit, a bit like I, I don't know if it's because if you compare Essence from this period, especially so early on, specifically this episode, where it starts out and it is a, it is a running narrative, but it starts out somewhere else, then it's Hermitone's story and the um, most unreliable narrator, and then obviously it's like the story, middle, end, and such. Compared to an episode, say, if it was today, where not necessarily, we've discussed about this many, much, many a time, um, where the later episodes are, they don't, they don't, they don't, obviously, you know, the Simpsons at the peaks, everybody knows this, but, you know, they're not terrible. No way terrible whatsoever, but the com- comparison of, like, what would happen if you had a very similar episode set um, in 2018 or 2019 um, is. It'd start out, say, Homer in the bar in Moe's. Uh, starting in, uh, in Simpsons. Uh, sorry, I clicked the wrong button to stop my recording. <laughs> anyway, we'll deal with this in a bit. Um, yeah, so it'd start off Homer in Moe's, and then all of a sudden he's going to Mars or some shit like that. Something completely ridiculous. And the beginning of the episode would have nothing to do with the end of the episode and even the midsection of the episode, whilst this episode is very nicely bookended. And so he regales the story of how he became Dancing Homer, the beloved mascot of Springfield. And we cut to Otto driving in, apparently evading the police, if I remember the scene correctly. Yeah. Hey, I think we lost yeah. him. And we're at the ballpark, two birds, one stone. It's funny, because it's not, it's not so much risky, it's more the classic family from the, you know, grew up on kind of thing yeah well uh from listening to a couple of the commentaries and that they were going to be big on otto as in he was going to be like a solid uh tertiary character but harry shearer absolutely hated doing his voice so they basically gave him his own episode in series three when he moves in with the family but yeah they had bigger plans for him is that the one with the girlfriend uh no he uh, he gets kicked out and he teaches Bart how to play guitar. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. That one. Yeah. But yeah, um, Harry Shearer hates doing his voice, so he 
keeps it very limited and he never became like a chief wigger or a Flanders or whatever. Anyway, they enter the ballpark and it's um, oh, co-workers and families of less than three ballpark night. Very, <laughs> so yeah, good. very, very specific. Very cheap. And um, yeah, Mr. Burns invites them all. And I noticed... Like the you know the first family he sees and they're sort of like um ask as he says oh you're a credit to the workforce and all that very yeah. season one designs I know they look really yes. odd compared to the rest of the characters very sort of square heads and that and then we obviously meet the Simpsons and they have a little discussion with Mister Burns uh, and apparently Maggie's uh, expecting or Marge is expecting with Maggie uh, needs oh, to be it's the Simps uh, Simpsons oh, <laughs> Yeah, it really reminds me of season one where, um, again, he, he that's the thing. He's got the cue cards in season one and two. Uh-huh. He calls a Bart Brat. Don't correct the man, Brat. But yeah, anyway, they go off and sit down and they will meet Mr. Bu- uh, Mr. Burns again later. Uh-huh. Spoilers. Spoilers. But yeah, uh, Homer has a little discussion about why, uh, you know, low league baseball is so great, including 72 ounce um, tubs. Yeah. I actually did the little bit of maths on this when he is mm-hmm. drinking with Burns. It's two fifty for seventy-two ounce tubs. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many uh, how many pints is seventy-two ounces? How much? Uh, just shy over two. Is no, it? No, no, not two. Sorry, four. Oh. So okay. it's one pound twenty, and I did conversion of uh, dollars to pounds in nineteen ninety. Yeah. One, uh, it'd be eighty pence for four yeah. pints. See that's the thing with anything, any well, anything in general. Is, as you know, as like a writer as well, they always tell you to keep away from pop culture. And if you're trying to pay for anything, um, pop culture, the moment the moment you mention anything whatsoever, uh, it automatically dates whatever you're you're acting, writing, starring, whatever. So, like for example, if I'm bitching about Tony Blair, all of a sudden. Or John Major or something like that. Like it dates exactly where it's going to be. Another example is is for example Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Have you read it? Ah yes, I have way back, but yeah, I have. So that book's quite timeless. It's because humor wise, it's quite you know it's quite ageless in a way. The only thing when I read that book, it's one of my favorite books. Um, what kind of instantly aged it for me is at the beginning where Arthur Dent um, mm. is in the pub with Ford Focus Ford Prefect sorry and he uh, Ford orders eight pints of bitter uh, and a pack of nuts and gives him a fiver and says keep the change I'm quite jealous <laughs> actually yeah <laughs> and the barman's like are you sure and he's just like yeah yeah I think I got more Bring sad it, at the fact that you know four pints for 80 pence in 1990. <laughs> I just uh, can't deal with it anymore. There's an initial bit of awkwardness in that. You know, Homer's not wanting to get too wary in front of Mr. Burns, but he offers him a 72 ounce tub, and they actually seem to get along really well. And I thought it was quite cute the dynamic of Homer and Burns having a good old time. Well, Simpsy, you up for another wave? All right, Bergie. <laughs> whoa! 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 Is it the first time we kind of see Burns and Homer together like that? Like, outside of... The uh, I think it is. I'm trying to think when the 
episode is when he's it's the Charles Kane parody where Mr. Burns is running for mayor. I think it's uh after that, so yeah, I believe this is the first time they're sort of chumming or at least on the same side. Yeah. yeah. That was really fun to see. And obviously the very turn of the century dated references from Burns as as you're always gonna get from him. Was he slagging off Connie Mack at Beaumont Hall? Connie Mack in his prime was the middle of the nineteenth century. So, but, so there again, this is Burns being vampire zombie levels yeah. of age in here. What do you think about the whole Burns thing? Like, do you like the idea that he's kind of this timeless vampire, or do you like a frail old man who's like born in the 1915s? Or do you think they kind of had this idea of of him being an 80 year old man? Because if I remember right, on the earlier so they they referenced to him as being like in his 80s and stuff. But like, yeah, when he first meets Homer, I'm only 81. That was it. No, yeah. I love it. I love old crackpot, very... Um, Howard Hughes, that's it. I love the old yeah. sort of Howard Hughes mentality. Obviously made his money, God knows, in what yeah. means very, very old money. And, yeah, I just love the old Dickensian sentences he uses and the poppycock and all that and the vocabulary. I just love every bit of it. And I don't yeah. mind the fluctuating age. Obviously, it's fictional oh, animation. I'm yeah. not going to get too het up about it. Him being like 101 years old in later times, but yeah, I can't believe. I, I wonder if the only age of his 101 because the reference is what he said. Say, for example, like the, the reference what he, he gave the Bobby, uh, Bobby Cratchit one. Yeah. Um, in mid century, did you say mid century 20, 20th or 19th century? Uh, the 1800s, uh, 1800s. 19th, 19th century, century. Yeah, yeah. See, he, because he, if he's around 80 or like 90 there, in the 90s, he was born like early 1900s kind of thing. So I guess they kind of kept that right. But then because the show's aged as it is. Well, of course. On, yeah, it's just kind of... sort of elasticating. Like they'll do it with yeah. Homer and his stupidity. It'll be like elastic stupidity. So with Burns, yeah. it's his age. But I don't think it really affects it. I don't know. I think sometimes it can be a little bit distracting. I like, I like early Burns where he's just kind of just a dick. He's just like the devil. Oh no, season three Burns I think is my favourite Burns. Just this old evil boss. Reminds me very much of an 80s wrestling villain just cutting promos on everyone. Yeah. Be really hyped up and that. I love it. But anyway, they realise the isotopes aren't doing so well. They're just waiting for them to strike out to go to the post-season show game and Homer has to do something about it. So he starts getting up and dancing, feeling the vibes and he causes them to get their first win of the season. Isotopes win. Oh, uh, bef- before that, um, did you catch uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy? Yes, the 27-minute rendition yeah. of... Uh, I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the Fergie one about oh, I, I nine months ago? Gonna, <laughs> yes. I going to say that. It's very much similar to the Fergie. Why is it no one remembers the really good ones and it's just the shite god-awful ones. Well, I believe Carl Lewis did one back in the 80s and his voice is cracking and he's having to tell people, oh, I'll get there, I'll get there and it's just chorus of booze. Nice. Come on. That's what, that's what you want because it's just, I don't know, it's just fascinating to me, the whole American stand up and do the national anthem. Like, obviously we have God Save the Queen and such, but mm. it's just really... It just makes me laugh because I assume that's probably what it's like. It's like going to a kid's recital and they're having to sing it and they're going to give their own twist. 
kind of thing. Yeah, I, I feel that's really forced to sort of make yeah. it your own. No, just sing it normally and people respect you for it. Yeah, None of the exactly. flicks and kicks. I think, cause isn't this the second time The Incomes Murphy's appeared? Because in season one, there's the whole, um, his first showing. Yes, because Lisa is sad and she ends up meeting her hero bleeding guns, you're right, on the yeah, bridge. Which makes sense more how she's really happy to see him and everyone else. Is just oh, like... she's there for the whole 27 minutes. She's devoted. <laughs> but anyway, he's very happy and he gets approached by the owner. who that That's an early form of the big rich Texan, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Same I, I voice, but that. obviously different build and yeah. But it goes very well for him. He designs his own mascot outfit. How do you rate Homer's mascot outfit? Because it's not an actual big uh, head, actual costume. It's more of a kind of a casual approach. I think I think it's kind of I like it. It's very I can't I, I don't think they could do they could have done the whole you know big cartoony character eh? because obviously it's a cartoon, but I mean we wouldn't know it's Homer as well. Yeah, that's very true. I think the idea of him being a bit of a slob and a bit like lazy with everything kind of works with his character. Just being this idiot who just threw this around yeah. five minutes before his actual job. He carries on uh, cheering, and the get and the games keep on getting won. I hope are on a bit of a roll. Did you notice when he spells out Springfield, he spells it out wrong? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, honestly, you listen to it back. I only realised this when I watched it with the subs, the captions on. It's yeah. two e's, not uh, i e. Which actually adds a lot more to the character and yeah. just him. Speaking of fake outrage and all what's happening, the political twist. Helen, I'm in a bit of a Caribbean mood tonight, so let's have Baby Elephant walk with a little Jamaican feel. I'm fine with it, but I don't think those uh, are Jamaican actors. Good dancing, Homer. Get up, man. Get up. Lively up yourself, dancing, Homer. No, but you know we can we can only so muchly kind of comment on it because we're white. But it's just it's used for comic effect. It, it you know it doesn't necessarily age well, but it's not it's in no way offensive. It's taking the piss out of itself as just a white guy trying to do dancing badly. R, yeah, exactly. Yeah. R and B. That's all it is. Also, what is it? Three, four seconds of a dialogue. And- I don't think it. I'm sure people would find it offensive because we're in a snowflake culture. And if people want their opinions on Apu, don't worry, we will get to that when it's more uh, Apu-centric episode because that is a big old can of worms in itself, let me tell you. The isotopes lose after this hot winning streak and Homo goes and sees the Texan, believes he's going to fire him. You can't fire the players so you can fire the mascot. You make me sick. Well, no, it's not negative. He's not getting sacked. He's actually getting called up to Capital City, the big right. leagues, where he eventually meets yeah. the Capital City goofball. But before all that, um, he's got to get the time off. I actually really like this line. So obviously, he's not quite sure about the family, but they're all behind him. Whatever killed them doesn't make him stronger, but he needs to get advi- uh, time off from his supervisor. What do you want? Three years? Four years. Four years. <laughs> We get our guest star of the episode. Tony Bennett. Yeah. Who is still alive and kicking today at... But I want to say... I think he's the same age as my granddad, or at least very close. I think he's just hit 90. That's got to be, what, 50, 60-year decade career. 92. 
Jeez, he's older. Fucking hell. Yeah, what? 60 plus year long decade career, still singing in the industry. Also, another favourite line of mine. Look, kids, street crime. <laughs> That's. I hope that episode come, uh, comes up with the whole, when they go to New York. Because I remember watching the clip shows uh, or Simpsons on one of them, and it's when Homer's driving away, trying to get escape from the Twin Towers, and he's got their um, clamp on his on his tires ah, yes. and stuff like that. And so I, I remember seeing that 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 clip where the Space and Grits flying out, and because uh, get off the road, you idiot, and then uh, <laughs> the taxi drivers run over and buy cyclists. <laughs> yes, yeah. like. Yeah, you jerk ass. I never watched that episode till years and years later, and it didn't dawn on me to uh, a while later. The reason why is because because it's obviously a very New York based episode. Oh, of course, yes, it yeah. came out um, not soon before nine eleven, so it didn't really get showed quite a lot over here until years later, when obviously it kind of yeah, and you've seen all those down kind of thing is more acceptable. Have you seen all those shit articles about how they predict nine eleven because Bart's holding up a nine dollar? Yeah. Well, that's from that episode, isn't it? Yeah. I can't. I can't stand them. It's just. Have you seen? There's there's a really good video on YouTube, and it says uh, how why the Simpsons predicts the future, and purely what it says is because it's been on so long, and it throws it it throws out so many wild out ideas out there. Bounce it like a few things are gonna stick. Well, yeah, That's of course. Because it's been going on since what officially '89, for like '87, I think. Yeah, with the old and shorts. Yeah. yeah, but Homer reaches Capital City, and he's getting a little pep talk from the goofball himself. And whenever he needs help, just squeeze the wheeze. Do you think Homer had a good game plan going into this? Do you like the baby elephant walk traditional? I think it's just kind of. This for me is where it kind of peters off a little bit. I think it's kind of it's got a really strong start. It's really funny at the beginning. Um, there's loads of funny jokes, such as like the, the Mr. Burns dynamic, and at this part when it gets to Capital City, it kind of peters down a little bit. And kind of, it could have been a bit better. I think I don't know what, but like I like the idea that he's too nervous and he's, he's spelling capital, and then he's eating hot dog and, uh, and drink and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean he did try his best and. I I don't know. I, I believe it does peter off to an extent, but then again, you sort of have to have his inevitable downfall that was set up at the I like, start. Yeah, I, I do like the joke where he gets the family tickets and it's just really good tickets. Oh, with the ex-wives. And it's yes. And then I found out that all the while there was this bimbo in Kansas City. Throw it his head! Throw it in his head! Homer doesn't make it, he's... What uh, sold off by the capital city goofball, and uh, his dream ends there. But as he's finishing telling off his story, the barflies say, "Oh, what a saga, and what a ending to a story." And I don't know about the ending; it's just very like, "Oh, wrap it up." Very, so yeah, it, it feels very rushed. Like I like the idea that they're all a bit too snobbish for him, and they're not, you know. Like, oh, that might work in the sticks, but it doesn't work out here in Capital City. Not in Capital City. But oh, oh, I'll tell you what, I noticed a lot as well. Uh, did you notice a lot of it was ADR or redubbed? Yeah. Like, a lot of the lines and that aren't matching the mouth movements. Yeah. Especially in the I don't know, first bits at the uh, Springfield Baseball Stadium, you just 
a lot of the dialogue there. So I don't know if it was a mismatch in Korea or just there was a lot of chopping and changing. The ending just feels rushed. Right, well, that's the end of Dancing Homer. Now, as we're going to do at the end of every single episode, we are going to click on the little random generator here and uh, see what comes up next. I think before we do that, should we, should we rate this? Ah, very good, very good. Okay, ooh, first episode. Uh, ha- ooh, what kind of rate? What kind of rating system do we do we want to start? What do you rate ours? Yeah, well, what kind of rating system are we going? Thumbs up or out of five or? Um, how about how how many dancing homers out of five do you, would, you, would you give this episode? Ah, right, okay. I will go three and a half dancing homers. Why only three and a half? I enjoyed the most of it, but like you said, it petered off towards the end, and I'm not quite satisfied with the finish. But there is a lot of fun yeah. character work, and Burns really props it up for me. I I do agree with you. It does peter off like what I said earlier, where it does peter off. I don't know why it's 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 almost like the nostalgia of it as well. Like this is one of the early early Simpsons I remember watching uh, on BBC Two and Channel Four. Eventually, I'd give it. I'd probably give it. Probably about three, three and a half out of five dancing hammers. Ah, the same. Okay. I don't know why. I can't. I, it's not. It's not really four, but it's definitely not three. I think it's a, it's a good. It's a good classic Simpsons, really. It's not. It's not first series where it's kind of like it's okay. This is where I do my fancy editing work as I pull this big lever, and we'll see what comes up next. And we have season 10, uh, Bart and the Mother. So this is a big gap. This is a big jump we're going to go into. Uh, memory's a bit fuzzy of that one, so uh, I don't know we'll have to wait and see next week. What you can do is like, comment, and share on our Facebook page. That's Uncle Mo's Family Feedback. Maybe even be a working name, but hopefully we'll get some uh, eyes on the product and get sharing around and a nice bit of buzz behind us. Any more? Uh, anything else to say, Cal, before we sign off? All right, uh, we will see you next time on Uncle Mo's Family Feedback. I cringe when I said that. (laughs) Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good.